first episode of the Get Em Choppin' Podcast. I am Mike DiTomaso. I'm your host. Joined with my co-host today, Paul Paleo. Paul, how we doing? Mikey, how we doing, brother? I'm doing great. Doing good, doing good. So what this podcast is uh, essentially about is basically, um, you know, since you guys are all new viewers, uh, it's pretty much everything that's relevant in sports and the most relevant topic being the NFL Draft, uh, which is on Thursday. Um, and Paul and I are probably two of the biggest uh, sports fans you'll ever meet. Um, me, I'm more of a front runner, Paul, but you seem like you're uh, you're more of uh, a diehard Jets fan than anybody I know, and you suffer year and year in and year out. So could you just uh, let's let's talk about it? Let's talk about Mikey, your uh, your I, sorrows. I'm one of those unfortunate bastards that's a Met Jet Nick Ranger fan. I never see my teams win. Yeah. Um, but. Right now, we were ever alive for like a no a no, no the no. Rangers won in ninety four the year before I was born. Okay, <laughs> so that was it. that was the closest yeah. you got, right? But you know, being a Jet fan, yeah, you well, start... well the Mets almost won. <laughs> All right, don't don't bring that up. I mean, come on, that kind of hurts my feelings. Yeah, but being a Jet fan, you know, I've been looking forward to the draft since probably what mid October when the Jets were on four. I thought they were gonna go on sixteen, but. They don't even know how to tank right. Yeah, so. they can't even do. They can't even lose right. So I've been looking at mock drafts since October. Yeah. To me, draft day is like Christmas. Yeah. You know. Well, what? Um, now remind me again. Did the Jaguars win the first game of the season? Was they it, did. They, they won lost the first fifteen game of the in season. a row. And going into the uh, going into the season, you thought that the Jaguars were going to be the worst team. You kind of knew that the Jets were going to probably be like maybe in the the middle of like. You know, probably towards the, the, the tail end of, like, the 25, 26, 27 low teams. But did you think they were going to be this bad? With Adam Gase, yes. Yeah, yeah, and that's true. What yeah. would you expect? Yeah, I forgot the offensive you know? guru that, you know, cured the uh, the offensive woes for the New York Jets. Um, so now we have a new, you know, the Jets have a new coaching staff. Um, Robert Sala, who I firmly believe in. One reason being is that he is a player's coach. Um, I love that about him, and in today's age, especially with all these young guys coming into the league at 20, 21, 22 years old, they're still babies, and, uh, you know, they kind of need a little bit more um, of a coach that could relate to the players, and that's what Robert Salad does. All gas, no break, Mikey. Yeah. This guy knows how to get people fired up um, for a first time in a long time, probably since Rex Ryan, I've actually been excited for the Jets coach. Yeah. And, you know, hopefully everything goes right between him and Joe Douglas and, you know, with this quarterback that they're going to draft the number two. Yep. I mean, from what everything I read, everything I hear, it's Zach Wilson. And, you know, I'm no quarterback expert, quarterback guru. I have no idea. I like Justin Fields. I like Trey Lance. I like <laughs> Zach Wilson. I mean, as long as a guy doesn't get knocked out by his fellow teammate, get mono or... <laughs> As long as I'm not seeing him eating hot dogs on the sidelines, I can't really complain. Now, now it just it, you just remind me about how many different situations of horrible quarterback, you know, situations that the Jets. Have yeah, let's not throw in you know the little Brett Favre situation yeah. that we had going. Yeah, yeah, we had. So let's let's go. Chad Pennington gets traded to the Dolphins, right? Goes to the playoffs. Goes to the playoffs. Then you have Brett Favre come in. 
Um, play one year, goes to the Vikings, becomes almost like in the prime of his career with the Vikings. Then not, you have Mark Sanchez. Not to mention Brett Favre's, you know, the little, little weenie pick on the way out. <laughs> you know, that made well, Mark, a lot Mark better. Sanchez, yeah, that's true. That's true. Mark Sanchez, though, he kind of had that great upside that all the Jets fans were like, you know, 2009, People forget how great that team was, though. Yeah. Once they started taking all his weapons away, you knew he wasn't going to be okay. what we expected. Okay, then we go from Sanchez to uh, Geno Smith. Snoopy Bowl. Yeah. <laughs> Sanchez right? tears his ACL. <laughs> then you got Geno, the savior. Yep. So how many saviors have we had? Don't forget Greg McElroy, Matt Sims at Bryce one point. Petty. Bryce Petty. <laughs> Don't even get me started Christian on Christian Hackenberg. Yep. Uh, okay. All right. Uh, so, so is okay. We have the second pick. In the mind you, Mike McCagney actually had the guts and the balls to come out and say that they didn't want to draft Pat Mahomes or Deshaun Watson because they had Christian Hackenberg waiting in the wings. Oh, but yeah. Neither here nor there. Who yeah, cares? Now, now uh, Patrick Mahomes is you know he just played in the second Super Bowl. Oh yeah. Yeah. Um, you know, he won his first. Sean Watson not in the second. best place, though, so um, at least have that. I, th- I think he just got paid a half of a billion dollars. Huh. And, uh, you know, that's that's where Patrick Mahomes is at. Um, other than that, though, the Jets... Is is this going to be the Jets pick? I mean, we thought Sam Darnold was. You know what? I'm still not... I think Sam Darnold could have been. Okay. I think the fact that he had the worst coach since Rich Kotite, who was also a head coach of the New York Jets, was the reason that he failed. And being a Jet fan, to be honest, I wouldn't be surprised if he goes to Carolina and he's an old pro quarterback. You think Hugh Jackson could have done a better job coaching Sam Darnold? Dude, I don't think I've ever seen a worse coach. Hugh yeah. Jackson went 0 16, and I still don't think he's as bad as Adam Gase. Yeah, well. The guy didn't know what he was doing. Well, the Dow Logan sitting there with the. So, so I mean, I know we're talking a lot about the Jets, but this is a New York podcast, so this is why I want to talk about... We're going to talk about the Jets. We're going to talk about the Giants. But let's just stick with what the Jets have done so wrong in the past and a little bit of what the positivity is going to be. So I think, you know, what what the Jets really needed to do was kind of clean out their organization, which they did, for the numerous, I think they got it right this time. I think Robert Sal is going to be, so. going to be their guy. Um, Woody Johnson is kind of stepping back, you know, be, being a being a little bit more of an owner of a presence in in the organization, which they needed. And they got the right structure. Yeah, um, and I really believe in Joe Douglas because this is going to be now his second second really you know second year being able to participate in the draft. Not to mention, they let Mike McCagnin draft, fired him, and then hired a new GM, which completely and doesn't make then sense. Then spend $100 million, but. Yeah, yeah, yeah and that didn't get well, him anyway. Well, being that this is a New York podcast, and being that the only team you really root for is the Yankees. I mean, I couldn't tell that it was a New York podcast only by just. I would just love accent. to throw a little salt in the wound that we got a little throwback to 2014, you know, Matt Harvey throwing six innings of no run ball. Did you watch the game? New York Yankees. I actually did, yes. Did you watch the game? Yes. Okay. Great great base running by Aaron Judge, by the way. Yeah. Yeah. Huh. <laughs> Take a quick sip. Um, so if you watch the game and you watch Matt Harvey pitch, 
he pitched and made so many mistakes that the Yankees did not take advantage of. He was throwing flat fastballs, pus, 88 down the fucking middle. Right? Any good hitter would take advantage of that. But the Yankees are so treacherous right now, they, they can't even take advantage. You have guys that are making $30 million plus a year that can't take advantage of an 88 flat pus down the middle. I love how you're going on here, you know. I feel like I'm listening to myself yeah. talk. Yeah. yeah. Well, listen. You know, you're a Mets fan. I'm a Yankees fan. Eh. You know, that's probably because I'm a big front runner too. Jacob DeGrom, by the way. You know, he's not only the best pitcher yeah. in baseball. In my opinion, he's the best baseball player in the major leagues. No, right now, he I think Fernando everything. Tatis. Dude. Uh, Fernando Tatis. He ha- Jacob DeGrom has oh. more RBIs than he does earned runs allowed. This dude is unbelievable. Yeah, he does. I mean, he's he's great. He's He's phenomenal. Absolutely phenomenal. So, all right. The other day you asked me, and I said this would be a great time to talk about it. Who are your top five right now New York sports athletes currently playing that are active? So we going four major sports here? Yeah, counting we're going to count basketball. Counting basketball. Uh, you got to go. I got to go Jake DeGrom one. Uh, he's my favorite, Matt. Okay. I you got to throw... I mean, you got to throw KD in there, no? I mean, I, I understand. He doesn't play. So, you know what? I'm going to leave the Nets out. Leave the Nets out. And I'm going to throw Julius Randle in there. Because this number dude. Two? He, no, not at number two. And, you want me to go five. in order? In He's in the top five. five. This year, he is in the top five. He is the MVP of the NBA. Okay. This dude is taking a team All with right. no talent and brought them to the number four seed. In the Eastern Conference. Okay. All right. Easily top five player right now in New York. Really? Uh, all right. That, in my opinion. Okay. Go ahead. Elaborate. What? Well, elaborate on, you know, the, the rest, your other players, and then I'll... All right, you got to throw Garrett Cole in there, obviously. Um, you got to throw, obviously. All right. So, AL, you, you Garrett throw, Cole's your guy. NL, Jacob DeGrom. You can't say yeah. that those two aren't the best in the league. Yeah. Then you got to throw, I guess, you got to throw Julius Randle in there. Okay. I mean, All right. you can't throw any Jets in there. What Jet are you going to throw in there? Makai Becton? He hasn't proven enough nah, yet. Nah, Saquon, he was out all year. Yeah, you can't no throw Daniel Jones in there. He's too busy stumbling upon himself going to score. But, uh, Artemi Panarin? Artemi Matt Panarin's Barzal? definitely in there. Um, how about, I mean, he hasn't shown it yet. I mean this uh this this past couple of games, but DJ LeMay who was in there for me. Dude, what was he batting? Two eighty last week? That might it must have been the softest two eighty I think I've ever seen. Well, did you see what he's done the past couple of years and you know, uh, yeah. I mean but you can I think he's I think he's the but purest talk, hitter in the game. Talk, are you talking that. about over the last few years or are you talking about at this very moment? Well, we can't talk about this very moment. So you could what throw Peter Alonso about... in there also. Michael Conforto, not Michael Conforto. He's close, but he's top 10, but he's not there. Peter Alonso. What is he batting, like a, 150 right now? Right now, now yeah. But... Yeah, I, I, do, I do like Michael Conforto. You can't, you can't say that I don't. Um, but if I'm going to do top five, I'm going to go Jacob DeGrom, one. Garrett Cole, two. Artemi Panarin, three. I think I'm going to go, you're going to judge me on this. All right. I'm going to go DJ LeMahieu, four, Saquon Barkley, five. Saquon Barkley hasn't played. But you know what he's capable of. When he's healthy, he's 
one of the best running backs that I've ever seen. He reminds me of Barry Sanders and Bo Jackson fucking had a baby and made somehow made Saquon Barkley. And, He's got uh, the elusiveness of Barry Sanders, f- the body of fucking Bo Jackson. Your first three, I can't argue with, but I have to argue Julius Randle at this very moment to be in there. Okay. And to get back into what we were originally talking about, you notice what team wasn't on that list? The Buffalo Bills. A New York Jet. Well, Josh Allen should be on that list. But <laughs> Stefan Diggs is one of the best. Yeah, yeah. Buffalo is but, in New York. Right, so this is a very tough game. Yeah, now, now, now we're getting to the Buffalo Bills talk here. But top five, I mean, I, I, I kind of retract now. I, I think that. If we're going to include, are you going to include Jersey too? Jer- well, well, there's nobody well, in Jersey. Yeah, yeah, well, I mean, we'll, we'll talk the, the hmm. New York kind of area. Well, it is New York. Yeah. Buffalo Bills count as a New York team. They're the only football team that actually plays in New York. Well, not to real New Yorkers. <laughs> not to real New Yorkers. But if you're going to do that, I guess you got to throw <laughs> Steph Diggs and, and Josh Allen. But back to what we're talking about. Let's talk draft. Okay. Let's, let's hit it. Let's hit draft. So, the draft is Thursday. Okay. In my opinion, the first two picks are signed, sealed, and delivered. It's going to be Trevor Lawrence, number one, to Jacksonville. And I believe it's Zach Wilson, number two to the Jets. So the real draft starts at three. Okay. San Fran trading up from 12 to three. Taking a quarterback. Nobody trades King's up. King's ransom, dude. King's ransom. Would they trade three first-round picks? The thing is, is that everything that I'm reading and I'm hearing, it's that it's going to be Mac Jones. And I, I, I don't see it. Do you see anything in Mac Jones that that for some yeah. reason I don't? I see him being on Alabama and winning. Dude, it's not I that I see him being a winning quarterback in the SEC. I don't see him being a winning quarterback and translating that into the NFL. It's not that I don't think he can. I just think... I don't think why, he starts right away. Why draft a new Kirk Cousins when you can draft... I mean, he gets the Pat Mahomes comparisons, but Trey Lance has well, some untapped potential that everyone sees. Well, I saw I saw Justin Fields against Clemson, and I watched that game. And Gutsy. That, yeah. I really, really believe that that kid is going to be a super athlete in the NFL. It might take him a couple of shaky years, like, you know, the first year Lamar Jackson was in. Um, he didn't start the whole season, but he, you know, he was kind of shaky. Then he had an MVP fucking near his second season. Well, the thing is, is I think that's that's sort of where Justin Fields is going. Not that I'm comparing the two, but I think that that's you know kind of where it, Justin Fields is going. It blows be. my mind that coming into this season, it was Trevor Lawrence, and it was Justin Fields, neck and neck. Now you're talking Justin Fields is behind Zach Wilson, which as a Jeff fan, I hope it happens because. I need Zach Wilson to be great for my own mental health. Yeah. Okay. Behind Trey Lance, who never didn't even play this season. Yeah. And behind Mac Jones. How did this happen? Why is this kid falling? He came out. <laughs> I know he has like epilepsy or whatever, but I mean, supposedly you grow out of that. <laughs> like, you know, like what what did this kid do wrong? He's done nothing wrong. Why is this? Ha- I feel bad yeah. for him. That was like, uh, you know. Remember one of my favorite players, Maurice Hurst, because I'm a big D-line guy? Yeah. And then he fell to, like, the sixth round or fifth round to yeah, the Raiders. Yeah, because he have an enlarged heart or something? Yeah, something like that. He had a, a heart murmur, I think. Hmm. But uh, I think he's still in the league. 
Dude, <laughs> it just makes it makes no sense to me. Yeah. It doesn't make any sense. I feel bad for the kid. I hope you know, I hope for all the success that, to come to him. Yeah, I mean, of course, of course. For all these guys, just um, I hope Zach Wilson's the best. I, honestly, though, so all right, we'll talk. We'll stick on the quarterback topic for right now. So now, top ten picks, yeah. right? How many quarterbacks? Five. In the top ten. Five. Four in the first five. Four in the first five. Yes. That I could agree. Kyle Pitts or Penny Sewell being that fifth pick. But the first four, I believe, will be quarterbacks. How many trades do you see coming in in the in, in the on draft day? I don't I don't really see many because all the teams that need quarterbacks seem to be from fifteen on. Except if you want to include the Falcons who might take a quarterback, Matt Ryan's getting up there. You know, Carolina, who's a dark horse. I know they just traded for Sam Donald, but you can't really trust him. You know what I'm saying? You got certain teams that, that are there that could potentially take a fly on one of these kids. Yeah. You know? Yeah, I hear you. I just pray to God the Patriots on one of those teams. That's it. I'm just that was my next question. Where did the Patriots they're going to take a quarterback. I know, but you got Washington, too. Well, who, why well, would they win that division? Honestly, though, don't put it past Bill Belichick to not take a quarterback in the first round. Yeah, I guess. It's Bill Belichick we're talking about. Yeah, here. but don't forget, who's picking three? San Francisco, who's their quarterback? Jimmy G. Bill Belichick's golden boy. Don't put it past them. I mean, I know they had some talks, whatever. Don't put it past them. Is it Jock Smith Daniels' golden boy, though? Is he not still there? <laughs> is he not the future head coach of that team? Did he um, not? Did he not spurn? You know? Speaking of which, that was fucking bullshit. What he did, it was fucked up, man. Really, seriously. I mean, it worked out for the Colts. The Colts got you know Frank Reich, who I think is one of you know probably one of the best coaches on a young talented team uh, in the league. And I the rivalry's back on. The, yeah, and I think Chris Ballard is probably the best GM. <laughs> if he's in got no dude. I mean, besides Bill Belichick, I can't name anybody better than him. Yeah, well, I mean, he's he's just unbelievable. He's you know, Bill Belichick has the name. He has the rings. Chris Ballard is one of those guys that just falls under the radar that nobody really thinks about when it comes to true GMs. Yeah, in, in Chris football. Ballard turned the Sam Donald trade into Quentin Nelson, my favorite player in the league, and Darius Leonard. So, yeah. I mean, the guy had. But at least, at talent. least the Jets got one of those second round picks with the trade um, back uh, from the the Carolina Panthers. Yeah, but that's not till that's not till next year. Yeah, but I'm saying at least they got a second round pick back. I mean, that's that's how I look at these things. Um, And they failed him, no question. They failed him. Other than that, though, uh, the Giants are picking out eleven. I think Devontae Smith is probably one of the most talented wide receivers that I've seen um, in the past few years. I think last year's draft class of wide receivers was so freaking talented as well. Um, but I do think they take a wide receiver if they're there, even though they just solidified pretty much a lot of wide receiver talent, but just adding another uh, the only problem, tool to Daniel Jones' belt is, is I'm gonna, not is I'm not saying that Devontae's not gonna be a successful wide receiver. Okay. He's undersized. I get I get But that. we could sit here and stand across the room from each other and have a catch with the kid. He's hundred and sixty pounds. We could toss him around like nothing. Like, like my opinion, I feel <laughs> like, dude, I mean, Devontae, he's a, he's a Heisman Trophy winner. The kid's talented. 
I mean, but when I see 166 pounds, that as a first round pick, that kind of turns me off a little bit. I know he could be successful, but yeah. in my opinion, you need to see what Daniel Jones is. You need to see yeah. what he is, and okay. you need to protect him. Okay. You threw all that money to Kenny Galladay. So what are you thinking right now? Are you I'm thinking, thinking Slater? I, I'm thinking. I'm thinking Rashawn Slater. Yes. Okay. Or Elijah Vera Tucker from USC, who's a tackle who you can move into guard and you can slide right into guard and be a starter day one. Yeah. I also love J.C. Horn for them or Patrick Sertan if he's there. So what the Giants really need is a bounce back season from their first draft pick, Andrew. Uh, remind me of his name. Thomas. Andrew Thomas, right? Yeah, that was your boy. Uh, that was my boy yeah. from Georgia. I, I really liked him a lot. Uh, I thought that he was the most talented tackle. It's not, it's not. They took him. They obviously saw the same thing I did. Um... But he just did not show up for the Giants. Dude, last but it's year. not a it's not a bounce back. They didn't make a mistake. The guy didn't have an off season. He didn't have a preseason. He had nothing. They just threw him in there. You know, going into year two, he's gonna have a full off season. Yeah. A full training camp, a full preseason. Who knows what this kid's gonna do? Do you be? think he's soft? No. No, he's a three year starter in an <laughs> SEC school. No. <laughs> And you also have Matt Paird, who I think could start on the right side. Because when he filled in for Andrew Thomas, he did pretty fucking good. Okay. I think you need a guard. Uh, you know, center, I mean, I think I think Rashawn Slater is the pick if he's there. That's just my opinion. Um, all right. I think it's too early for the edge guys. All right, okay. Let me ask you, how far does Kyle Pitts fall? Because he's probably my favorite player in the draft. Overrated. Overrated. Yes. Did you see him deadlift 565 pounds for 10 reps like it was fucking butter? I also didn't see it on the playing field. Okay. <laughs> I mean, okay. I mean, he I tests like well, yeah. I mean, yeah. he's a freak athlete, of course. I just haven't seen it. Uh, you, you see it all the time when these guys are freaks yeah. running their 40, and then they turn out to be nothing. I'm not saying that he's going to be nothing, but these guys treat him like he's a god, and I just don't see it. You know, like, so if, you, if, if, if he was so great on the playing field, why wasn't he in that conversation for Heisman? So you're saying he's going to fall? No. He's not going to fall. You think he's going to get taken too early? I think. And he's going to be a. I think he's going to be. Player? I think he's going to be the first or second non quarterback taken in this draft. It's between Jamar Chase, him, and Penny Sewell are going to be the top two non quarterbacks taken in this draft. I got to be honest. I, just I, think, I like Slater better than Penny Sewell. I like him because he's a savage, but the, you have to think that we didn't see Penny Sewell play this year. So, like, that's what people... Like, Jamar Chase. We didn't see Jamar Chase play this year. Yeah. But two years yeah. ago, he was an animal. Yeah. Now you got Devontae Smith and Jalen Waddle, who are great receivers, but yeah. Jamar Chase was in a league of his own two uh-huh. years ago. And the same thing with Penny Sewell. All right. So, I mean, I'm a, I'm just, I'm a huge fan of watching Alabama wide receivers in the league. So, last year, we had Jerry Judy and... Uh, Henry, Ruggs, Henry Ruggs go into the first round. Yeah. Both of these guys, it's clear that they're going to yeah. go in the first round. Now this year, you're going to have your quarterback go in the first round. You're going to have your running back go in the first round. Landon Dickerson, your center, most likely he's coming off an injury, uh, an injury, but he was doing cartwheels at Mac Jones Pro Day. He's going to go in the first round. And you have two receivers. That's five Alabama players going in the first round on offensive loan. Yep. You know Seems I mean? like Nick Saban's doing something right, huh? He doesn't even do anything at this point. <laughs> like, what does he have to do? Uh-huh. All right, you want to come here? All right, fine. He doesn't have to go recruit Michael Orr. <laughs> he doesn't have to go recruit these kids. They come to him at this point. Yeah. All right, so 
we're getting towards the middle of the first round here. Okay? Yep. Now, 15 on, who do you think falls that guys are talking that are going to be inside the first 15? Who do you think falls? Uh, it's hard to see one of the quarterbacks fall, and I can't see it. Um, I think Mac Jones falls in outside. I don't. I don't. Yeah, I don't right. see it. Well, everybody's just in a scrap. I to think. Get a quarterback I think, nowadays, and so. you know what? Right now, he's not a top fifteen pick because he had back surgery. But if he hadn't, Caleb Farley, cornerback out of Virginia Tech, is an absolute stud. If he's there for the Jets at twenty three, I jump all over him. Okay, you know what I mean. You have got like, but don't is, you? I mean, wouldn't you want the Jets to try and trade out of the twenty three? Not if there's a guy there that they want. The Jets have a lot of needs, dude. I mean, I, exactly why. Personally, I, think, yeah, I have no. six guys that I'm happy taking there: two offensive linemen, two corners, and two off-ball linebackers. The Jets need a linebacker that can cover. C.J. Mosley hasn't played in two years. What do you think about the kid Cox? Jabril Cox? Yeah. One of the guys I like. Not in the first round. Well, yeah, Third I'm, round. I'm saying he's that's, an absolute that's animal. Like, yes, that's a guy I, that I they like could him. try and take because like it fits him, yes. their scheme. And I think that, you know, if they could get him in, in the third round or something like that. If they could take him in one of their third round picks, I like Jabril Cox, yes. Yeah. So that's why you don't need an off ball. I mean, you got a guy in JOK from Notre Dame, Jeremiah Wosu Karamoa, who. That was great pronunciation. Yes. I could have never fucking. Well, I'm that. a big Notre Dame guy also. <laughs> he He is. An outside backer safety hybrid. Yeah. Kid could cover. He could mm-hmm. blitz. You got the kid, Zavin Collins. Plus, he's got a great football name. From, I believe, Tulsa. <laughs> 6'4", 260 pounds. Can cover tight ends and blitz off the edge. Those are two guys that, you know, could be solid picks if you can get them. But, personally, dude, I'm an O-lineman. I'm an O-line guy. If you could have Tevin Jenkins there from Oklahoma State, offensive tackle. Okay. Elijah Vera Tucker. From USC. And, dude, this kid, Creed Humphrey from Oklahoma, he's a center, but he's a he's a Nick Mangle type center. Oh, really? A plug-and-play for 10 years, in my opinion. Okay. And if they can get one of those guys there, Creed Humphrey... Yeah, I, I probably, haven't seen him play. Creed but. Humphrey, they could probably get in the second round, to be honest. Okay. But you never know. There's always a center that goes in the first round. You know what I'm saying? Oh, you did your fucking homework this year. Dude, I do my homework every year. I started in October. <laughs> I mean, uh, you know... It's just the, the draft is is more fun than watching my team play. <laughs> All right, what's a bigger what's? Uh, well, let me let me put it this way: for a football fan standpoint, I'm a huge football fan. I look forward to the draft more than I look forward to the Super Bowl. I agree, unless the Jets are in it. Yeah, so you know, people that aren't football fans don't realize how big of a day this actually is. Um, you got any plans for it? <laughs> I'm having a party. There you go. You're am I, coming. Am I, am I fucking invited? Of course. Oh, thank you. Yeah. Huh. yeah. <laughs> For those um, who want, have them watch. Uh, you know, draft day. Who's the oh yeah? Draft day? How many times have you watched draft day? I week? watch it every draft day since it came out. Every morning. <laughs> every draft day morning, I watch it. Yeah. I mean, it was good. What was it? Uh, Kevin Kevin Costner. Kevin Costner. Yeah. And um, uh, Julia Roberts, right? No, not Julia Roberts. Oh. Uh, um, I know her name. It's fucking like I just Jennifer not, something. Gen, Jennifer. Uh, Wait, who the fuck is? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, who the fuck? Yeah. Is? Yeah, um, good movie. But yeah, man. I I mean, I'm really looking forward to the draft, and uh, you know, 
guys, if you have any any requests, please drop some comments in the uh, the section below and see see what you guys think. You know, we're fucking awesome. we're stupid, but if you got some questions you want us to answer, yeah. we'll do our best to try to. You know. <laughs> yeah, definitely. Um, you know, other than that, thank you guys so much for uh, joining. Um, Listen, it's gonna be it's gonna be a really really fun ride. Uh, Not just football. We're gonna be talking about everything, all the you know <laughs> relevant topics that are coming out. Everything that's gonna be happening, we're gonna be talking about it. You know, so don't think don't think it's just football, but you know it's gonna be a lot of bullshit. It's gonna be a lot of fun. Yeah, absolutely. Hopefully, there's a lot more to come. But thank you guys so much again. Uh, really enjoyed talking with you. We're looking forward to the draft, and uh, until next time, see you later. Chopping. <laughs> that was good.